Hey everyone and welcome to 1.21 gigawatts. I am Peter, that is Matt, and we talk about movies on this show. And it's been a while since we had one, actually. When was, yeah. was the last time we did a gigawatts for a new movie? Um, Sometime in the summer. I don't remember for what, though. Was it the summer? Did we? Not... I want to say. Surely we did one in September. We had to have done. Maybe. We had to have done. I can't remember what it was, though. Which shows you... I mean... This, this is largely more because we had a busy month of other things happening rather than because there was yeah. no movies to go see. Um, yeah. Because Matt had just about given in to go and see Venom. That close. And then yeah. I was like, nah. Yes, yes. <laughs> that was vacation and moving house back to back. Yeah. Which, yeah. I, I never saw Venom either because if I wasn't doing it for this show, I wasn't seeing it because why, why would I? <laughs> Smart. I think we made the right choice. So. Yes, although it made enough money anyway, the bastard thing. But anyway... We're going to talk about Overlord, which is the new Bad Robot production produced by J.J. Abrams, uh, directed by Julius Avery, and it is a action thriller, horror, tinge of sci-fi, we'll get into it, but we'll start spoiler-free, yeah. as we always do, we'll warn you in the middle before we go into spoilers, uh, and that's how we'll roll, so... Uh, yeah, um, so the basic premise of the film, if you've not seen the trailer, is that it's World War Two, and it's right before D-Day, which I, I don't think I knew from the trailer actually, but it's right before mm-hmm. D-Day. No. And yeah. there's a troop falling in, American troops falling into into France, and their mission is to take out this tower so that the the, the planes can come in unhindered mm-hmm. from for for D Day, and essentially they discover an an evil Nazi lab that is bringing people back from the dead to make Nazi zombie soldiers, and it's that's the gist of it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, this was I hadn't seen this trailer until you were like. The Overlord trailer dropped. You need to watch it. Mm-hmm. And then it became my most anticipated movie of 2018. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that reaction out of you. I was like, no, Matt, you should yeah. watch this Overlord trailer. It's pretty good. Yeah. And then you're yeah. like, holy shit, it looks amazing. Oh, this is day one. Yeah. We're doing it. As as we've been calling it this year's Kong Skull Island for <laughs> irrational uh, expectations out of me. Sure. Right. I can see that comparison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I tried to talk my wife into seeing this one. And she wasn't digging on the the zombie vibes mm. of you know whatever these soldiers are or were, and whatnot. So I went by myself and uh, early early showing on a weekend. I had the theater basically to myself, um, and oh boy, what what an experience! Yeah, it was it was me and like two other random gentlemen uh, in mm-hmm. my showing. But quiet. Yeah. I also went during the day, though, intentionally yeah. to have a quiet theater. I I prefer yeah. that. But yeah, I mean, there's there's certain movies that I don't mind seeing with big groups of people, like like the Marvel movies, like seeing Infinity War with a big group. That that's that's good. But like something that I was looking forward to, like this, it felt like I had my own private screening and mm. I could act as such, because uh, there was numerous times I shifted forward in my seat, <laughs> as if having having a forty foot screen in front of me wasn't enough. I had to sit as far forward as I could because that's how much into the, the, the plot I was getting into. Um, and, and, and there's some jump scare moments that, that got me. I mean, that I, you know, this question seems irrelevant given what you just said, yeah. but Matt, did Matt. you enjoy Overlord? Oh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed Overlord. <laughs> this is, and it feels good too, because I was worried anytime I get this like into, to wanting to like a movie, I'm usually let down. Um, but this delivered on every aspect that I could have asked for. Um, the the direction is pretty tight. The 
the story uh, is tight as well. Like it just everything matched, and then you get to the actors, and and everyone is so is cast so well from from the the heroes and the troop to the evil you know SS officer, which I feel it's a a double you know there. It's redundant. You can just you know evil and SS are the same thing. Oxymor- this point. Oxymoron, I believe, is the... Well, no, Oxymoron are two, you know, op- opposing things. Oh, sure, like, okay. You know, like like um, like dry ice, I guess you could say. That's an Oxymoron. Redundancy, you should say, because you can just, you okay. know, say one or the other. But, um, yeah. Man, I wish this was a comic book. Like, if this was a comic book, it would be my favorite story. <laughs> <laughs> just, it says everything that I'm looking for. And how'd you like it, Pete? Well, I mean, after that, that well, how, how am I going to com- compete with that 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 crushing praise? Um, no, I liked it quite a bit. If I, I was pleasantly surprised because I, I expected to like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was a lot tighter and solid than I was expecting going in. Yeah. Um, I I think it had more of a heart than I was expecting. It had mm-hmm. better characters than I was expecting because the trailer made it feel like it was going to be this just balls to the walls, crazy things were happening, and mm-hmm. it actually wasn't really that. But not in a disappointing way. It, it, no. Is that because the, the trailer made it look like they, they arrive in France and like they find the base in like Act 1 mm-hmm. and then like, most of the movies in the base, them looking around and stuff. It's not actually mm-hmm. that at all. It's just, it's, a, it's more of a slow build than that. It's, it's yeah. actually a good two-thirds into the movie before you see anything really crazy. Um, yeah, it's it's a straight-up war movie. Like They hint at, in, in the earlier acts, something's going on in this small town. Because hmm. uh, just how dead it is, and it doesn't seem like just normal parts of war. Uh, but you never get like into the horror or sci-fi aspects until two thirds in, like you're saying. So, and I appreciated that. Cause... Well, well, here's the thing. I actually I would disagree with that to a point because mm-hmm. I think it treats the actual war stuff in a more of a and through a horror lens. I would say mm-hmm. there's. There's a way that it was shooting some of this stuff early on that made it feel a bit more, um, what's the word here? I don't, I don't want to quite say demonic, but no, it's it's the horrors of war. Like when I what I mean by like horror, I'm talking like yeah, but it was using the horror film language to describe war. You know, just like with the yeah but, sudden outbursts of stuff. Yeah, but not in the same way that because because the horror of war is a common phrase that people use all yeah. the time, especially in movies. Um, and it wasn't in that same sense. It wasn't in that traditional sense. Um, after the first line, there's a shot at one point of like a forest with some hanging bodies in it, right? And this really stuck yeah. out to me as a horror movie shot. Um, yeah. You know, it's the lands, middle of the night, everything's in night. They, 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 they play with the tension of being there in like, you know, occupied France. And, you know, there could yeah. be a Nazi around any corner. You could be stepping in a mine at any moment. Like, it plays with the tension of that mm-hmm. in a way that I feel like... I guess what I'm trying to say here is that it is a B sci-fi horror movie that that, that happens yeah. to be set in a war, but even the way it handles it from the start doesn't feel like a war movie. Okay, see, I I felt like it, it felt like a war movie. Like, if this is how I wanted Saving Private Ryan to feel, like not not the crazy Nazi lab and whatnot, <laughs> but like the tension. Because I rewatched Saving Private Ryan a couple of years ago. Hmm. And I, I always remember you describing it as saccharine, and I was like, oh, it's been forever since I'd seen it. So watching it from adult eyes, because the only other time I'd watched it was when it was released in 98, like, 
I understood what you meant there. It wasn't like as gritty as as war should have been. And here I feel like they they nail that. And gritty, I guess, is the wrong word. But visceral. That's that's v- the better visceral word. is a good word. The the opening yeah. of the movie is definitely very visceral, and it kind of throws mm-hmm. you in. Um, but it all feels like set up for the main thing. It feels like because once yeah. we start talking about okay, this town's a bit weirder. What's happening here? Uh, and they take up because this this actually take up sort of refuge in this house. Um, yeah. where, where our, our female lead, uh, Chloe, lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, this French woman who ends up kind of helping them. And they kind of spend a lot of the movie in the house and it's kind of scoping out this lab because uh, the lab's mm-hmm. underneath this... Uh, church. This, this church, but it's, it's got a tower specifically, which is mm-hmm. where... Because there's a whole mission to bomb this tower so that the... the, the what, you know... The, 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 the invasion. The, so yeah, the, all the, all the it, aviation stuff's there basically yeah yeah so like so they're gonna blow up the tower so they can't send the signal that the planes are coming for d-day because the whole the whole point of d-day was to catch the germans by surprise in normandy because they thought that uh the allied forces were going to land on you know any other number of beaches but not normandy so the fact that they went there and were able to get the drop on them uh so i like that they played with with actual history there like they're they're using d-day as the Mm. It's not really the inciting incident, but that's what's driving them first. And it's just something to tie their mission into, so there's context mm-hmm. for it more than anything yeah. else. Um, and and if, if if and when they succeed, it has stakes. It has some they kind get... of real world stakes. It's not a big deal, yeah. but it's kind of there. It's, no. it's something. Oh yeah, I there were there's numerous times once we started getting like I don't say bogged down because it sounds negative, but we start getting into the you know the the Nazi lab stuff. And I'm like, yeah, but guys, we still got to blow up the thing. We still got to make sure D-Day happens, you know, because we don't want to set up a, an alternate reality here. <laughs> um, so I was still invested in that mission, as, you know. So I feel like the, the the creature zombie stuff was like icing on that cake, as far as I was concerned. For, for me, it's a straight-up B-movie, uh, and I mean mm-hmm. that as a compliment. It is a B-movie. Mm-hmm. It is kind of schlocky. It takes itself just seriously enough, but there are moments of levity. There's moments of, of humour in there. Um, but it is like a sort of straight-up B-movie, and it kind of... It, it, it's actually something that I've not seen as much recently, and I, I've, I've, I've been kind of happy with this, and there's another movie I watched earlier this year that came out last year uh, called Brawl and Cell Block 99 where mm. that is equally a straight-up B-movie, but it's one where the director took it really seriously and made a really well-made movie. And I think this kind of falls into a similar category, where, yes, yeah, they're finding a, a lab where Nazis were making super soldiers that are you know, bringing bodies back from the dead, mm. right? It's kind of silly. By its very nature, it's kind of silly. Uh, but it takes it just seriously enough that, that the characters are... You know, because I, I think there's been a trend in movies the last like decade or so where anything remotely schlocky has to be taken with a lots a lots of tongue in cheek right mm-hmm. and sometimes that's the right call sometimes you have to tackle yeah. certain things with tongue in cheek but and i'm kind of blaming the marvel movies for this where mm-hmm. almost every single thing has to have the, the wisecracking characters you know um maybe it's a new halloween movie <laughs> but it has to have the wisecracking <laughs> characters you know maybe it's whatever but everything has to have that and I kind of appreciated that this didn't. And there was a couple of moments of humour, but the humour came from different places. It, it wasn't the, the snarkiness, it wasn't that. It was 
No, it was, it little, was It was little moments of heart. It was connections between the yeah. characters. It, it was a little bit of growth. The arcs are very simple, but there's a few arcs for some characters. There's, you know, the, the main character, uh, Boyce, he has an arc. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's, a, there's an arc for Ford. There's an arc for, yeah. for uh, Tibbet, who is kind of the asshole guy who is constantly calling Boyce out and saying he's not built for this. Even he has a yeah. little bit of an arc. Um, it's just enough. And it's, it's one of these things where I, I think crappier movies that kind of let's say oh we're b movies we're just fun and schlocky turn your your brain off at the door my, my big thing with that is that you shouldn't have to the, the, the problem with a lot of these turn off your brain movies where that's what they say oh you should just turn off your brain and enjoy it but this is the thing though there was a time when a b movie would be a b movie because its concept was kind of here that's something fun and silly yeah. let's just do this but it would still treat the script with the tact that a script should be taken with, and that it has an arc, it has a beginning, middle, and end. It has, you know, it has escalation throughout. Yeah. It builds up, it builds intrigue, and then it pays it off. And you maybe root for the characters, and then you you fist pump when like some arcs pay off, and maybe the guy who thought was an asshole turns out to actually have a bit of a heart, or the, the, the you know, and so mm-hmm. on and so forth. And you actually care a little bit. B movies can do that. The good ones do, and uh, I would put that in this category. So yeah, well, like Spielberg always describes Raiders, you know, and that's like my favorite movie of all time as a B movie. But it has all this prestige, you know. Thirty-five years later, you know, we're up to what thirty-eight years later now, you know, um, and because it was, you know, nominated for Oscars and has a place in the, you know, public consciousness. But it's still a B movie that doesn't, never treats itself like a B movie, you know. And I feel like Overlord, I felt a lot of kinship to to Raiders in that aspect, you know. And it's not just you know, good guys punching Nazis, either, you know. But it's it's the themes that are at play, and and you know what what's the cost of war, and what does it do to the to that person. Um, yeah, yeah, a lot of it's about how it changes the people who go there, mm-hmm. and because um, that's one of the big themes with Boyce's character is that he is someone who barely made it through training, and he is someone who who doesn't want to hurt anyone. Um, and right. on the flip side, you've got like you know the 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 sort of leader who's in charge of the group, um, uh, Ford, who's played by Wyatt Russell, uh, who Corporal, who I I have to admit, early on in the movie, he was kind of rubbing me the wrong way a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was feeling a little bit too generic for a little while. Uh, yeah. And the way that he was supposed to be cool because he was quiet. And he's like, oh, we're supposed to think he's a badass because he's quiet. And then, you know, you know, when shit started going dairy league, you know, he's already dead, soldier. You keep moving or you're going to end up dead too. And I'm like, yeah. uh, you're kind of just like a st- walking stereotype right now. <laughs> like, there was nothing to him at first. Yeah. Well, see, I, I picked up on that. Like, he had some form of PTSD. From because they, they mentioned like he was over in Italy and something had happened. Like they never really touch like why he's with them. Um but we get the vibe that something happened to his last yeah. crew of guys. And so it's really hardened him and it's calloused him. Yeah, yeah but and, what I'm saying is I thought the performance yeah. was too a, a little bit too hammy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and so I, I appreciate what he was doing though. I don't know if it's just because he really reminds me of his dad. And I'm a big Kurt Russell fan. Um, and so he's just chewing on scenery in certain parts. Uh, you know, but I, I I was a little annoyed at the beginning, like you were saying, because it feels like it's straight from, you know, uh, screenwriting program. Yeah. But I feel like he, he really progressed once we get to a certain point. Uh, and, he he, like he got better as the movie went along. Like, I'll, yeah. I'll say that. Yeah. Um... 
So now you you have an interesting cast of characters who admittedly aren't super interesting to begin with, but get more interesting as the movie goes on. Uh, because and it's largely because they do actually have kind of arcs where. It's not so much that they're that interested in and of themselves, but they just because they do have a story to go through, because they change by the end, there's there's something interesting to kind of explore there. Um and you know, the, the villains are proper villainous, they're proper evil, like you know you know uh, I think one of my favorite things about this movie, just in terms of concept, is that one of my big things that I love about survival horror, uh, and this is a this is a term from video games, survival horror, like Resident Evil and stuff like that. And it's something I realized at some point that Aliens shares, and there's other movies that share it as well. But it's the idea of coming somewhere, and it's okay, something weird's happened here. What is going on? And then slowly sort of on, you know, uncovering the mystery as to what has happened yeah. here. And funnily enough, Resident Evil has a secret underground lab that caused everything. I, you know, there, there was a series that you wrote when we used to write for the same website, and I was your editor mm. uh, on, on Resident Evil. And watching this movie, I was remembering things that having not played those games, like the last Resident Evil I played was Resident Evil 2, you know, for the PlayStation. Um, so that's how long ago it was. But I was picking up on themes that I knew from reading your articles all those mm-hmm. years ago. Um, so I'm glad. I'm glad that you're, you know, because that's like your jam, Resident Evil. Oh, yeah. I'm glad I was able to pick up on that, what they were, you know, putting down. Yeah, no, I, I, I was just, I was, I was thinking about it as I was watching the movie. It was kind of, it was, it was hitting some of those notes for me early on. Um, it, no, I, I think it's a lot of fun. I think it's a lot of fun. I think mm-hmm. there's some great, mostly practical effects, which yeah. is nice. Obviously, there's some CG here or there, but um, mm-hmm. the actual effects of the, the creatures, if you want to call them that. Uh, zombies yeah. doesn't feel quite right, because they're not exactly zombies no. either. They're undead, because they're brought back from, light, from life or yeah. from death, but... They're not zombie zombies. It's if you're familiar with comics at all, it's very like in Batman the Lazarus bit that when uh, they're brought back from death, they go to this insanity, you know, and it's through a process. Uh, and they're so you know they're very much like rage monster kind of deal. Oh sure, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I'm thinking more physically though rather than oh gotcha gotcha they're just yeah. like, attitude wide like because no, no. they're not like wandering aimlessly just oh no they're well, not yeah they're not doing either but we see so, some of them can even talk it's not like they're they're you know there's I'm talking more about the, the craggy parts it looks like bones are kind of sticking out of parts of yeah. the neck and stuff like yeah, that yeah you can definitely tell like where they got injured um, when they died because that part you know sticks out if, if you will, you know. Oh, not um, even just that though. There's like there's a couple where they kind of do something to themselves when they're the first turning, um, that make new shapes and weirdnesses to their yeah. bodies. You know what I mean? But, but it's still just the, the whole attitude of them because I was expecting like zombie zombies. Like mm. you know, if it wasn't gonna be vampires, it was gonna be zombies. Um, and so wait did you think there was ever going to be vampires in this (laughs) i just it feels very much like american vampire there's an art called survival of the fittest where they they parachute right yeah oh it's one of my favorite stories in in all of comics um and i was just getting vibes the whole time um so the trailer gave me survival of the fittest vibes so i was like well they don't have to go that route if it is something more supernaturally based versus zombies which you can always do with science and whatnot um but yeah so when they turn out to be these these undead creatures and they had a cool design it wasn't what i thought it was going to be that was a nice surprise yeah um so yeah um 
But I think we could probably go into spoilers now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go into the spoilers. Um, so, no. So, so the main themes of the movie then the you know the idea that that Boyce kind of like isn't ready for war and he kind of has to like essentially step up and actually start you know be willing to shoot the other yeah. you know, the bad guys essentially. It's it's almost a like coming of age. Like well, no, him. but it's on both ends though, because the opposite yeah. is true for Ford, where he's too far gone and he needs to learn to pull back a little bit. That you shouldn't go this extreme, and that's kind of completed because by the end of the movie, you know, the, the main villain who who was who was going to rape Chloe, they they kidnap him, of right. course. Uh, what's his name? Waffner, the the SS Waffner. soldier who's in charge of the base, and they keep him captive for a while, and he eventually escapes and he kills poor Fitz from Agents of Shield, um, and. He he injects himself with the serum, the the, the zombie yeah. serum by choice, and the the, the the mad German doctor's like, no, it's not ready, Nick, nine nine, don't do it, you know, um, <laughs> and he becomes like this monster. He, he can still talk, but half of his jaws missing. This was kind of creepy. Um, yeah, good luck for him. Like, because he gets <laughs> as he's trying to escape, like he gets half of his face blown off, and yep. but he still lives. So the doctor is like, well, we've never tried it on living people before. What are you doing? And then so it doesn't exactly heal his face, but it's no longer this big crater that's missing. So it gives him like this ghoulishness like, yeah. oh, yeah, he's he's definitely a bad guy. Look, and well, as if the, the Nazi yeah. uniform wasn't enough, like, but you know. Basically, you know, so, so the soldiers go back in because – They've kidnapped uh, Chloe's little brother, and Boyce is like, "No, we have to try and save the kid." And you know, Ford's like, "No, like our mission's this. We take it on the tower. Nothing else matters." And he's like, "No, I don't give a shit. I'm not taking your order. You, you know, this is the right thing to do. We can do both. We can sneak in the way I snuck out." Because in the middle of the film, of course, he he ends up in the base kind of by accident. By uh, accident, yeah. Uh, but uh, eventually, he agrees, and it's kind of that thing where okay, right? So a little bit of the heart, and of course. Um, Tibbet, the guy who's been kind of the asshole, kind of warms up to to Boyce eventually, and he's been kind of annoyed the whole film because the little kid that's been kidnapped was kind of trying to like be friendly with him, and he, he was like, "Go away, you're annoying." But now that he's kidnapped, of course, Tibbet's the one who's going to end up saving his ass, and they're going to bond because yeah. that's the the heart of the story, right? That's how it goes. Yeah. yeah, to the point where he runs out into like German gunfire to try and save the kid and gets shot yeah. in the process. <laughs> survives but yeah. gets shot so but yeah but the big but the big yeah, thing though at the end though is that ford injects himself with the serum as well when they're fighting they're fighting uh waffner <laughs> i have to keep looking at the name yeah but they're fighting well, so, La- oh, sorry i probably should say waffner because that's how they pronounce waffner. it yeah yeah so so when when they basically he's trying to rape chloe and boyce and and corporal ford come down and they they take him they they hoist him up by ropes hmm. and interrogate him you know Punisher style, as violently as possible. At least Ford does. Um, so when they're in the base at the end, and uh, Waffner gets to, he gets his revenge, and hangs uh, Ford up on this hook. And that was one part of the movie where I audibly gasped and shifted to my seat because it, like, it was visceral. Just the the sound at play. And why well, Russell? I mean, first of all, you, you you're actually not describing this properly because you sound like he's just put him up on a hook. No, no, he puts him onto a meat hook into his back, yeah. Texas Chainsaw style. Oh, his front though, it wasn't his back. Oh, sure, it was his front, but it's still Texas he, Chainsaw style. Yeah. The way you said it, it's, it sounded like he just sort yeah. of put him up on a hook with his hands like tied. Oh yeah, no, no, no. He hoists him, yeah, front rib cage, 
and he's just dangling there. And so he, as as Boyce is is getting Waffner, the Waffner creature, his attention, Ford's able to lift himself up. You're like, oh well, he's a goner. And then he injects himself with the serum, and you're just like, oh okay, well yeah. Now we have Captain America. But the arc, but the arc is complete though because he, he, he obviously holds his own against them because they're both super powered yep. now, right? They're both zombie if I not you know soldiers or whatever. And right. they're fighting, and then all the other Nazi zombies start waking up because he, because yeah. Waffner kind of wakes them all up because they're all in these little, you know, there's like a morgue almost of all, all these drawers, yeah. and they all get out. And basically, Ford decides, hey, I'm not coming with you, and he locks the door behind boys. He's like, okay, you have to go and set the bombs off, make sure they go off. Um, now I need to stay here because our side can't get this either. Because earlier on in the film, you get the impression that Ford would, you know because he even says oh, we have to play as dirty as they do to win that's war right but this is him kind of admitting the end of his arc where he's saying no we actually have to be better and even our side can't get this like if our side gets this we'll be just as bad as them and we can't do that so that that's the completion of his arc right. is him finally realising that yeah. no we have to be better otherwise what's the point of winning um, yeah well because he, he tells you know um, boys like you have to do what's dirty you know like there, there's a point where he won't take a shot, right? Like, you have to let things go. So they have the, the, the sergeant from when they jump, and there's, like, six German officers that have the sergeant surrounded, and and Boyce is, is considering trying to save the sergeant, and Ford stops him. He's like, he was dead as soon as he stepped on the ground, you know? So it was, like, the things that are necessary to be a soldier – you know, he's all about that, doing what you have to, things have to let go. Uh, but by the end of the movie, him deciding, like, oh, no, this is whole bad. Like, sometimes you can't do everything. And I well, really yeah, like no, that. Like, because there's nothing wrong with what you just described there, because he's, he's right. right. There was no point in helping him. But right. but the thing is, is that he was also willing to go further on that. He was willing to, right. to sort of lose who he was and to, to drop his right. morals in the, in the name of war, in the name of, of, of winning. And this was him finally realizing, no, like we can't let our side become this as right. well. So I have to be down here with everyone else. We have to. And at the end of the movie, when the, 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 he's being debriefed, the boys is like, no, nah, there was nothing else down there, nothing weird. It was just the, just just the radio equipment and the you know all that stuff. That was all it was. Um, and the you know the, the sergeant or whoever's like, yeah, what I figured. And that's you know that's that's, the, figured, that's yeah. the wrap up. Yeah. Um, it's. <laughs> Joe, it's funny. It's an oddly uplifting ending, despite the fact that it's like, oh yeah, we're getting shipped off to go and fight elsewhere in France. Sea company, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, well, uh, I hope you survive that too. But I mean, you, you did get through the Nazi zombies, so maybe you, you stand yeah. better, better chance than most. Yeah, perhaps. I just, I don't know, if just because I grew up an Indiana Jones fan, and I just Nazis are the perfect villain. Like, I don't get as excited for other villains as I do with with Nazis getting dropped. You know. So there's that scene where they're they're gonna take the base, uh, and I'm just like, yeah, this is awesome, like. Yeah, uh, that's the other thing I, I I like in a lot of movies, especially B movies, is the idea that when we get we're getting into the third act, we have to formulate a plan because you know the the, the odds are against us because they they have to mm-hmm. be story right, um, right. so they have to form this plan to get into the base because there's only there's there's four of them including Chloe at this point. Um, right. and they they have to get in um, and one of the things they do is the other two guys are basically they've got a turret at the door and they're just mowing yep. down as many as they can well they can uh, before they and, go, go yeah and, and Tibbet's a sniper because early in the movie he's like you want to finish the war you get me within you know 500 yards of, of Hitler and that's it 
Um, and you think he's just being like talking himself up, but then in this scene, you see him just picking him off, and you're like, oh no, he's like legit. Like, versus Boyce, who we've seen, he's you know three months ago he was cutting his front lawn, and then he gets drafted. You know, it feels like Tibbetts actually embraced the soldier of him. Um, yeah, and I, I like yeah. that Chloe recognizes that in him because when we hear the story mm-hmm. about the rat or the mouse that he wouldn't kill, yep. and he tried to set it free. And then all, all, all the squad had to do... Uh, run hills. Run hills, whatever it was, yeah. Like, they got punished yeah. because he didn't go through with it. Um, when Chloe hears that story, she, she even makes a point of telling him that she liked that story. And I like the idea that, you know, her parents have both been killed by Nazis. She's there and she's looking after her little brother. Uh, her her grandmother has been, you know... Yeah, her aunt. Is, she, she spent some time in the, the, the lab and is all mutated yeah. and, and whatnot. And she recognizes this kindness. It's like she's not seen kindness in so long. Um, yeah. And she, 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 because when she first runs into him, she, she tries to stab them because she's scared. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As you would be. Well, she, yeah. She sees these, these GIs come through and she doesn't know what's going on. You know, like she's in self-preservation mode. Yeah. And, and that actress, uh, I don't have her name pulled up. Um, um, Mat- Matilda Oliver. Yeah. She was really good, and I haven't seen her in anything else, but I thought uh, probably she was because, really good in this. Probably because she's French, I imagine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I thought she played that vulnerable well. Like, she was tough, and then once she starts to show those layers, you know, um, you start to worry about her and her brother. Like, I feel like that's that's well handled throughout. I mean, I was invested in all the characters, you know, all the ones that make it to the village anyways, because there's, you know, there's that scene that's in just about every war movie where one of the soldiers gets taken out by surprise. In this case, it's a landmine. Yeah. Um, As the guy's talking about how he's going to write a book. Well, no, but, that's in, like. but that's important. Yeah. Beyond just the, the, the funniness of the book that he's talking about, um, yeah. it's important because it actually makes, it makes him a bit of a character. Because up until that point, yeah. you don't really know who anyone is other than Boyce and maybe no. Ford, because... They're in the plane, they drop down, and the plane's very visceral because all the bullets are coming through and all the rest of it, and they're jumping yep. out as the plane's basically blown up. And everything's just been shouting, let's move, 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 let's get to where we can. Yep. You've not had time to process who anyone really is outside of Boyce, really. So right. that conversation is designed to make him a character that you ca- not not super care about, but just enough to know yeah. who he is that a second later when he just dies out of nowhere because they've yeah. been joking around... Um, it actually kind of affects you a little bit. It's like, oh shit, that death yeah. actually meant something, despite the fact that because it was just that one one conversation about this dumb book that he's writing that everyone's kind of making fun of him for, and all of a sudden he's gone. Yeah, yeah, and I and I'm curious if there were any real books like that written after World War Two, because oh, I know probably. from watching five, yeah, uh, from watching the documentary Five came back. You know, they the U.S. government tried to stifle a lot of what had gone on over there. You know, to control the the narrative and stuff. Mm. So I'm wondering, I'm wondering if that was based on reality or if you know that was just given, like you were saying, to to give us a little piece of who this character was before he's blown to pieces. You know? Yeah, no, I, I think I think that's it was effective in doing that. And then mm-hmm. um, obviously there's the one guy who, and I basically remembered him as the Jewish guy because he mentioned the, oh, yeah. the Nazis catch me. Field. Yeah. yeah, he says you know what they'll do to a guy named you know with my last name. Uh, yeah. But he he's the one that Boyce actually finds in the lab halfway through because they don't see him oh. at the start. After he's jumped off the plane, yeah. we don't see him. And then they've got him on a table with this giant spiked pipe like in his stomach. And yeah, Boyce has to it, rip to it. To call out. it a needle, it would be a misnomer because it's not 
Like, it is a full-on pipe, like you were saying. Yeah. It's, 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 uh, the Nazi lab stuff is almost steampunk in some of its execution. Yeah. Well, it also, the way that it was shot reminded me of, of David Cronenberg, like, body horror stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, like, that. stuff from The Fly. Like, it doesn't lean away. Like, once you start getting into the ickiness of it, uh, the director just stays on it. And it's like, well, you're experiencing what Boyce is experiencing. So, which I also liked. But, yeah, it is it is very steampunk with these, you know, big syringes full mm-hmm. of different colored stuff and, you know, big lab, you know, uh, accoutrements with vacuum tubes and uh, sacks of fluid and whatnot. So, yeah. Yeah, very competently direct, directed as well. I feel like all the characters mm-hmm. get a chance as well to get some sort of comeuppance. Um, everyone gets to kill some Nazis, basically, is what I'm saying. Even uh, oh, Chloe... Yeah. Probably gets the biggest one actually, because she gets to like she she grabs one because earlier on in the film we see the Nazis burning dead bodies with these big flamethrowers. Yep. She actually grabs one of them and burns like most of the zombies that are chasing after her. Um, yeah. Throughout the halls, because she she's looking for her brother and she ends up having to run away from the 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 regular zombie kind, if you will. Yeah. So like that was one of the jump scares that got me, as you see mm. something go across the screen, kind of like alien style. Like, you're not sure what it is; it's just a blur. So you know something's stalking her, and then when it comes out, oh man, it was again, well well executed. Honestly, my only critique in terms of the suspense and like direction is that there's I think two scenes in the movie where someone's looking through a peephole or an equivalent of a peephole, yeah. and you get the oh I bet something's going to jump into the, the peephole yeah. in front of them, and sure enough, it happened both times. And I was like, yeah, yeah, okay, that was a really predictable jump. There was no, I mean, do something else. Yeah. Uh, so that that'd be my one complaint. Um, uh, Chase Ian yeah. the Kasicker's character I can't say his name uh, Fitz from Agent yeah. Shield uh, he, he's a photographer who's also kind of not much of a fighter um, and he ends up getting killed yeah. um, by he's the guy who gets killed by uh, Waffner when he's escaping yeah. um, and basically this is after Boyce has come back from the lab and he's got he stole one of the syringes to show it to the, the you know the, the corporal Boyce, yeah. and he he decides to, because he saw it work in the lab on one of the experiments, he decides mm-hmm. to just grab it and see what happens. He just injects it into Fitz. Oof. And Fitz gets up, and he's fine at first. And then probably the, the best... I'd probably say it's the best moment in the film that's to do with the actual horror stuff, the actual like, body mm-hmm. horror stuff, is when his he, he just throws his own head back as if it snaps back the way, and Ugh. his head's just dangling back over the, the... His head's dangling back, and you can see, like, his clavicles that have split. Yeah. They're kind of protruding through his skin. They make bumps, and you're just like... Because yeah. even when his head comes back into place, more or less, yeah. all the bones that stuck out are still sticking out. They're all still spiky yeah. around his sort of collar area. Um, and yeah. it's 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 proper interesting looking. They have to they have to gun him down after a couple of minutes because they he just tries to kill them. Um, yeah, so so they realize he's super strong and whatnot because he he squeezes the canteen because he comes to and he's super thirsty uh, and he just crushes a canteen like it's a tin can. Uh, and then that's the guys kind of are like, oh, this is gonna be a problem. Uh, and then it's Boyce who, uh, you know, he's responsible for this. He ends up. You know, destroying the head, zombie movie style. Oh yeah, because that's the thing. Uh, uh, you know, I think I think that's Ford who actually shoots him, but then he gets back up a second later, and boys just stomps in his head until it's mush, until it's not goo. there. Yeah, yeah. You got you got to destroy the brain. That's the rule. Yep. You got to destroy the brain. Yep. If if you if you can't flame broil him, you got to destroy the brain. Like, and so I like that it sets up those rules too, and those rules become consistent mm. at the end when uh, Ford's fighting Waffner, and 
he's just Waffner who's injected himself with so many different of these syringes. You know, mm-hmm. he's like mega powered, like Bane on Venom, and he just keeps coming. Whatever it is, he gets shot up through the chin with with a pistol. He keeps coming. He gets burned. He keeps coming. Like yeah. it's gonna take you know the the church coming down around him to finally keep him down. Uh, yeah, no, so, yeah. I, I was having a blast with all that stuff at the end. I, I think mm-hmm. I loved that I cared about the characters by the end, and they all had nice little arcs. Not 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 necessarily reinventing the wheel by any means, but just simple arcs that made me care about them to to get through the story uh, and had some heartwarming moments. But I think the biggest thing for me and I, the biggest surprise I had was the fact that no, they didn't go straight to the lab once they landed. It was. No, it was the horror of landing in the place. And then it was, okay, we have to sneak around. We have to hide in the house. Okay, let's form a plan. There's only four of us. What can we do? Oh, the, the, the base is up there. It's surrounded by all these things. Oh, wait, there's an underground lab. And then, you know, after he sees what's in the, the underground lab, it then changes the direction afterwards. And then by the time we get to the point where Vafna's kidnapped the kid, it's like, okay, this is the moral of the story now. Or not the moral of the story, yeah. but the moral decision in the story. It's like, okay, yeah. we can just do what our mission is supposed to be, or we can try and do the noble thing, the right thing that makes us human. You're right. Uh, and for me, that was the that, that through line and the build up to it and not just going straight to the crazy, actually seeding it and just yeah. teasing it. and almost have an evil before we even get to the the otherworldly side of it yeah uh is what really made it work i think for me um but that was a yeah, really solid I, b movie yeah i also like too that we never really find out like what this stuff was like mm-hmm. they kind of hint that it was found underneath the town like because the nazis at one point say the the french have been sitting you know the whole town's been sitting on top of it and they don't even know what they have and whatnot. So I like that there's an air of mystery to it. That's what made me think of a Lazarus bit from Batman. Oh, sure, yeah. You know, and, and whatnot. And also, this was supposed to be tied in. Well, not supposed to be. There were rumors that it was tied into Cloverfield. And I'm so glad. Like, there's nothing in here that feels wedged in. Like, they had to. It, it yeah, really is its own thing. See, yeah, I don't think it ever actually was, really. I, I no. Think, I think that was an assumption made because Bad Robot was made doing a movie that yeah. had Nazi zombies in it that were like, oh, is this a Cloverfield yeah. movie? And yeah. I, I think eventually they corrected it. If it ever was, I mean, whatever, the, the, the good I've got in the syringes come from, came from a meteor that landed centuries yeah. ago in the town. Whatever. There you go. Sure. But I'm just <laughs> glad that it didn't feel like, after the Cloverfield paradox where that was that was a mess, I'm, I'm just glad like they weren't trying to wedge it in there. You know, they just let Overlord be its own thing. Uh, and, and I thoroughly enjoyed it for that. Like you're talking about favorite shots of the movie when it, when it starts, it goes from black and white. It looks like an old, you know, propaganda mm. world war two video. Uh, and it's got the, the title over the, the shot instead of just on black. And it just feels like a, like a movie of the era. Uh, and I just, I love that. It has, you know, it's a, it has all the planes and the ships and it goes overlord in the, in the yellow text. Yeah. And we, yeah. and there's just like great moments of suspense just before that, like when they're hiding in the attic in the house and the mm-hmm. officers are searching the house Oof. and the guy almost comes up the stairs and just doesn't come up far enough and they're just, they're both sitting there, they're, they're yeah. looking through the floorboards and then they're waiting with the guns and they're, there's just, there's moments like that that work, they're, 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 they're tense yeah. before we even get to the other world of stuff uh, and that's usually a good sign. So mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's very good, that's very good. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to come up with some critiques that, that, that were more, you know, on the negative side for me. And I don't think there's there's too many. Like, I like um, again, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Like, anything else I think would be just, like, a nitpick. But I, I feel like everything's very, you know, tight. Like, 
from the story to the to the acting to uh, to how it was shot, like it's just a very well made movie. I feel I feel like if I was going to critique anything else, because I like that there's a spark between Chloe and Boyce, but they don't necessarily go into the, oh they actually have a big kissing yeah. scene where you're we're in love and blah blah. blah. Yeah. It's just kind of a spark. Maybe it'll be something to pick up on later. Maybe it won't be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I will say I thought just if I have to critique something, the ending. Um, it's almost. I think there's almost too much of it at the end. Like after they actually win, I don't know if I needed like the guy coming to speak to him and like asking, was there anything else there? Oh, I thought not. Um, yeah. Like I, I almost felt like oh, you could have just like cut after. Um, yeah. The one basically. Yeah, you could have. But see, I, I like the camaraderie there, like with with all of them in the tent. Mm. You know, so I like that there because most like. Most war movies don't get that happy ending, and to me, that's what makes it a B movie, right? So it's it's disassociated. Not, not the zombies. Uh, enough. <laughs> yeah, not the zombies, zombie movies. I remember during Octoberthon, our friend Dan watched Train to Busan, and his his girlfriend was like, "Are all zombie movies like this?" And he's like, "Yeah, it, zombie movies very very rarely end happily." <laughs> so you know, like there was that lesson there. Like I feel like Shaun of the Dead. Is one that does, but that's because it's a it's a comedy. <laughs> it's not really a satire, but yeah, it's more of a comedy. But yeah. yeah, so the fact that you know, yeah, they lost some people as this went, you know, but that's war, you know, they were soldiers. So, uh, but no, I really loved Wyatt Russell, even though at the beginning he felt like, you know, cut, you know, straight from a from a screenwriting program character stock character i guess you could call it he got better uh, as he went and I, I like the conclusion to his arc i do think though as a character he's probably the weakest out of the main bunch mm-hmm. for me um yeah he's, he's not got the charisma his dad has i'll just say that no but i f- just felt with some of the stuff he he's just like he, i wouldn't call him a versatile actor but in in movies i've seen him in i he never really stands out as like oh yeah that's Wyatt russell doing Wyatt russell stuff Whereas I feel he blends in like his dad does, you know, like there's not really a, a Kurt Russell thing. Kurt Russell just shows up and is that character. I feel like Wyatt does that, you know, and the ones that I've seen him in. I don't know if I've seen him in much else to have it yeah. up in, you know, on a, on a broad range. You, you know what I remember he was in after this was, um, where, where I forgot he was in was Ingrid Goes West. He was Elizabeth Olsen's husband. Uh, oh, in yeah. That. And yeah, so he just kind of blends in. He was in uh, 22 Jump Street. He was the, the, the quarterback, uh, Zook. So, okay. like, yeah, yeah. And he's in my favorite episode of, of Black Mirror 2 and Playtest. Oh, I wonder uh, why that's really your good favorite. <laughs> uh, Wouldn't have had to do with Bryce Dallas Howard being in it, would it? No, that's not Playtest. That's, that's, oh no, you're right. That's the one before that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was oh, like. Fair enough. Fair I thought enough. you were making a joke because it deals with video games. No, 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 no. I thought that was the one before that with Bryce Dallas Howard, you know. and I was I was mocking your no. your ginger I do fetish. Like, yeah, I I do like that one, and I like the moral of that one. But playtest, I just it, it felt like the twists and turns got me on that one, and I felt a lot of it had to do with with I, Wyatt I, Russell's acting. I, so. I I enjoyed that episode a lot, but I mean Shut Up and Dance and San Juno Power were right after it, so I can't I can't yeah. give it the, the season. Fair. Fair. Um, um but I mean I get that. Um but yeah, so no, he just I, I like him as an actor a lot. Uh and it's and my wife likes to go, well that's just because he's Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell's son. Like 
there's something in you because I grew up watching a lot of Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell movies because my dad. But I go, well, I, don't, I don't know. I think he's he's his own guy. Like he he makes it work. So, but uh, mm. the, the guy that played Boyce I hadn't seen before. I thought he was really good. I'd like to see him in more good. stuff. Um, I feel like uh, he was familiar. What else has he been? Oh, he was in well, the leftovers. He... That's what I knew him from. Uh, okay, so I haven't seen the leftovers. I know from doing research afterwards. I know he was in Fences, the Denzel Washington movie from last year. Um, All right, yeah. No, he was. He was, was in. Also Mother. He was in Leftovers, and he was in Mother. I remember. I, I remember recognizing him in Mother actually when I saw it. But I, I saw that right after I'd just watched Leftovers, or was close to the end of Leftovers. Um, that's on Jack Ryan. The well, he's going to be in Jack Ryan because that's on it says twenty nineteen. So it's gonna be in season two of that. Yeah. Yeah. So it looks like so. Um. No, no, he's pretty good. No, solid cast, solid directing. Uh, it's 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 a blast. Although I still think you're being too happy about it. Oh no, I like it. It's it's in my number one spot as of right now. Don't so, spoil what your number. Nah. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Fantastic Beast comes out this week. That could unseat it. You don't. You don't know. Well, like, is that, I, there's no I'm not, I've not even seen it, so it's definitely not topping it for me. Yeah, well, of course not, Pete. We have different tastes, man. Um, oh dear. But, uh, All right. But well, yeah. I, I guess we should uh, we should rate the film then. So what you yeah. what you give it? Uh, this is a solid nine out of ten for me. I thoroughly enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> um. No, I'll I'll go with a solid eight. Uh, Solid eight out of ten. It is a really good B movie. Uh, solid characters. It's one of the fu- most fun times I've had at the movies this year, um, and there's very little to complain about, which is very nice. It's a very solid, competently made film um, with solid characters, really fun effects, uh, surprisingly strong pacing and script. I was not expecting that, so I'll take it. I'll absolutely yeah. take it. Uh, makes me want to check out Julius Avery's other movie. He's not done a uh, lot, actually. No, uh, like, like it sounded like I was, I was, you know, knocking him down. But no, you you look him up and uh, there's a movie Son of a Gun that, that stars Ewan McGregor and Britton Thwaites. Yep, uh, and he's on working, Netflix. And he's working on Flash Gordon next, apparently. So yeah, uh, he has something else down the pipe too. Uh, more recently than Flash Gordon, let me let me click on him. Um, uh, where's it at? If you're on IMDb, oh, you should... see it. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no. Oh, it's called The Heavy, um, which is also him and Bad Robot. And then he's going to be working on Flash Gordon with Matthew Vaughn, who's producing. Which, that that's a producer-director combo I can get behind. If, all, if, if only I gave a single solitary shit about Flash Gordon. I know. I wish <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe that's the team that'll make us care. Yeah, maybe. As right now, Flash Gordon's kind of a joke. Like... You know, he's got the Queen song, and, and that's about it, um, <laughs> uh, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but but yeah, no, that's that, that's a good team. So yeah. right. no, that is that that is a uh, Overlord. It is a blast, and it's not making a lot of money. So go see it. <laughs> it's good. Yes, please, please. If you like, if you like genre movies, if you like uh, fun popcorn times, and I, and I say that, and this is a genuinely good fun popcorn time. This, this yeah. is not. This is not me making apologies for something like Transformers Four and saying, "Oh, turn your brain oh. off." No, it's not that at all. Not that I would make no, apologies for that movie. I'm just I'm giving an example of a movie where people say, "Oh, just turn your brain off and have fun." No, no, you don't have to turn off your brain off if it's bloody well made. It can still be. It can still have a dumb concept yeah. and be well made and be be a well constructed piece of entertainment. 
they're not mutually yeah. exclusive. As, uh, so yeah, shut up. Yeah, as much as I love Kong Skull Island, there's that movie has some massive problems with the characters and some of the story and whatnot. And I oh, still yeah. love it. That, that's just way better you than know? Kong Skull Island, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, we you know, it, it's a joke how much I love that movie. Um, yeah, I mean, I had but, fun with Kong Skull Island, but it's definitely, yeah. you know. I, well, I remember you and Connor last year getting thoroughly worried about the placing of it because as we kept getting closer to, uh, to one and it wasn't showing up, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, Kong Skull Island, it would have been nice if I'd you know cared about the characters in that movie, but, yeah. you know, yeah. hey-ho. Well, that's, that's what I thought about watching Overlord going, I mean, man, imagine Kong Skull Island, but you, you care what happens to Loki. You know, like he's an actual fully formed character um, instead of just the B movie like you're talking about. Like, it's not as bad as shut off your brain, but it's just that B movie character that's just like, oh, yeah, he's the cool guy. You know, he's the guy that's seen it all. So, oh, yeah, there's nothing more to him than that. Or, or uh, yeah. Larson, for that matter. But anyway, uh, that is us. So that has been 1.21 gigawatts. Um, we've been talking about Overlord. Um, it's very good. So, yeah, uh, if you want to support the channel, head over to patreon.com slash TV. Uh, you can support this show and everything else we do. Uh, you get some stuff early, you get some bonuses, you get other things. It's, it's worth having a look. Uh, so go have a look at that, yeah. and you can get us on Twitter at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates. You can get me on Twitter at wibble89. You can get Matt on Twitter at mattofsteel57. Um, otherwise, guys, you know, like, subscribe, comment. Let us know what you thought of the movie in the comments if you've seen it. Uh, but otherwise, that is us. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching movies, guys, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.